G'day community and welcome to the JRBBL podcast, back for another season, season BBL 11. My name is Damo and joining me is Azza. How are you going, mate? Fantastic. It's great to be here again, Damo, for what promises to be another exciting Supercoach BBL season. We've got a lot to cover today, so let's uh, jump straight into it, shall we, Damo? Absolutely. So the game launched earlier in the week and we've all done a first draft and I'm sure we've all tinkered with it as well since that first draft. But who are the players that aren't leaving your side at the moment, Azza? Uh, look, for me, given, and we'll talk a bit about it um, shortly as well too, but there's a lot of uh, Brisbane Heat and Sydney Sixers players in my side, given they've got a double game round. So players unlikely to leave my side this early uh, is probably Tom Curran and the likes of Chris Lynn. How about you, Damo? Yeah, those two have been stuck in my side uh, since I did my first draft as well. I also can't seem to get rid of Daniel Sams. We highlighted him in our 11 Keys article that we did for the Herald Sun. Um, he does not have a buy, and it sounds strange to say this, given he's $203,000, but relatively cheap as well. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, looking at his performances last season, yeah, they were very consistent. Averaged 65.2 last year, which was one of the highest performing players. And top scored of 153, which was just phenomenal. One of the biggest scores we saw last season. So all aboard the Sam's train with you there, Damo. The other player that isn't leaving my side at the moment is Marcus Stoinis. He's back bowling as far as reports say. And when he's bowling and batting and at his absolute best, that 163K is almost 100 grand less than what he would usually start at. Yeah, and that's exactly right. He looms as a huge bargain in Supercoach this year. Cheapest he started uh, for a number of years. And you know, given what he's been able to produce in previous seasons, uh, 244 in, you know, in um, BBL 09, 194 and 199 back-to-back against the Renegades in uh, 2018. He's a huge performer on the big stage, and yeah, he's definitely going to be one that I'm looking at heavily as well. And when people see a large price, or a, a high price rather, they think premium player. Not always the case in BBL. Um, there are a few players that Maybe they're a bit too expensive to start with, and you've highlighted a few players as a... Yeah, look, there are obviously yeah a few players that have caught my eye early on that I'll probably be um, avoiding. One of those um, that jumps out straight away is um, Zach Evans from the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, only put together the five games last year, but in doing so, averaged 58.4, which puts him at a premium price this year of 164200 Does have the pedigree, but of course, it was only those two games in where he really dominated. Um, otherwise, there were pretty poor forms, um, and it's definitely going to be one I'm avoiding. Um, I heard that uh, on a grapevine, Damo, you will be looking at maybe avoiding um, big hitty Glenn Maxwell, is that right? Yeah, so he's got a Cricket Australia contract, which means there is every chance he gets called up to a test game or even the Ashes series. So he could miss quite a few games in the middle of the season. I know he has turned down 
offers in the past, but I think at 195k with someone that isn't confirmed to be playing the entire season, you just can't build your team around a player like him at his price. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, Damo. Now, on the flip side, the cheapies. And obviously there's the absolute number one that stand out, Aaron Finch at 62,500. Are you likely to start him on the bench or is he going to be sitting on your field in round one? He's going to be on my field. I think he is a gift that's been given to us. I think last season was a blip on the radar for him and he probably would like to amend for that in this season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was really disappointing to see him play last season getting out so easily. But he has turned a corner, which is fantastic to see in the recent uh, T20 International Series against New Zealand and West Indies. Scores of 69 off 71, 79 off 86 not out for the, against New Zealand, and then um, a, you know, a good totals against West Indies, a 53 off 55 and a 34 off 39. So looks like he is going to be back in some form, which is going to be fantastic. And you're entirely right there, Damo. It's a gift. Another gift, Joel Paris heading to the Hobart Hurricanes. No James Faulkner. So he could step into that role straight away. And at $62,500, that could be another gift for us in our bowling line. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's, well, it's actually one that I hadn't um, initially um, saw, but obviously after having a chat to you off air earlier, he is straight into my side now. Uh, another one that I like, and probably a very controversial and misaligned player, Matthew Renshaw. 67,400 does have the uh, bat bowl status, so we can sort of play around with him. And given the strikers have that uh, round two double game, he's been in my side, and we we know he does well, and especially if he opens. He's definitely going to be in consideration, but if he doesn't, he's uh, going to be a bit on the fence. Probably going to take some um, real looking hard looks at him uh, as we get closer, but I do still like him. What are your thoughts on Renshaw Damo? He's in my side at the moment purely just because of his price and I know what he can produce, but I'm not married to him in any way whatsoever. I need to see what other cheap options appear after some signings, but at the moment he appears to be a decent pick, even if he just sits on the bench. And internationals, obviously we don't know all the ones that are coming across. We've already uh, seen some new ones um, being announced. George Garten, is he is of any interest to you, Damo, at 125? Uh, you look, you, you have to be wary of internationals that haven't played the BBL before. So I think he's one that you'd have to sit back and watch initially. But he is someone that you could potentially bring in if he starts to show some form. And I guess the same would go for um, Duckett for the Brisbane Heat as well. 125,000 bat wicket keeper. Yeah, absolutely. I just think internationals who haven't played before, uh, ones that you can't really put any confidence in just yet. Yep, totally agree with that, Damo. So you said earlier that in round one, there's a double game week for Brisbane Heat and the Sydney Sixers. 
I was talking to you before we started recording this podcast that I don't see a whole lot of relevance in the Brisbane Heat, aside from Chris Lynn and, as you pointed out, Majibia Rahman, but they are quite expensive players. Who's flying under the radar as someone that we should be looking at aside from those two players for the Heat? Well, I mean, the obvious one that probably stands out is Michael Neeser, but there's probably all likelihood that he's going to be part of the um, Asher squad or even the Australia A squad that will um, be playing in the first three rounds of Supercoach BBLs. But the other player that I do like is um, Mark Steckety. 153,300 has put up a quite a few good games in the past and can be quite consistent as well. Yes, he probably had a few quiet games, but you look at um, most of the games he had last year, 66, 69, 68, 89, 97, 74. There's consistent to be found there, and that's something that I really value in um, Supercoach, and especially in a double game week you're probably going to be looking at a good 100 straight off the bat, which is going to be fantastic. Um, so Stecky is definitely sort of one flying under the radar that I reckon I might have in round one. You mentioned that you weren't all that sold on Nisa because he could potentially pick up a, an, a, a, pick up a role in the um, test squad or the Australian A squad. Not worried about that with Mark Stecky? Uh Probably, well, look, Mark Steckity may be in the Oz A squad, probably not in the test. Uh, it is definitely going to be a sort of a watch this space. Um, but, jeez, oh, I'll tell you what, the Heat are going to be incredibly unlucky if they miss, if they lose the likes of Steckity, Niza and Wildermuth all um, to international duties. It's going to be a huge detriment to their side. does give some players some opportunities, which could be really interesting, especially if there's some cheapies to come out early on. But... It is a very going to be a close waiting game early on as we get closer to round one. And double game week players for the Sydney Sixers, it's pretty straightforward. Josh Philippi, uh, Tom Curran, and Sean Abbott, but he's likely to be part of the Australian A squad at least. So you're looking at players like Ben Dwarshus and maybe even a Ben Menenti at $76,000. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, again, Josh Phillips probably could even be a chance for the uh, the Aussie squad. It's a bit too early and hard to say, um, but it is going to be a bit of a shame with, yeah, again, when we see those players um, picked up for Aussie because it's going to cause some havoc early, but, you know, it's nothing we haven't been unused to. We saw it happen last year, especially with um, Jack Wildmuth, who I mentioned early. Everyone was going to jump on him and then out of the blue, straight into the Aussie squad and through uh, a lot of teams into chaos. The other probably um, player that I like, um, Dan Christian. I know he's, again, a bit of a, a hard one, but put in some really great performances, and we know how well he can do, um, especially in the tail end towards the game. 184000 he is the second most expensive Sixers player, but if the likes of um, you know Sean Abbott, Josh Philippi, Moses Enrique, all are out for the Oz A, Dan Christian's going to be one that I'm going to be very, very uh, highly likely to have in. Yeah, good call, good call. Um, he is a proven T20 performer in the BBL and unlikely to be selected for the to represent Australia in either the Australian A squad or the Test series. So he's 
a good option, mind you. He is quite expensive at $184,000. So some people may be struggling to fit him in, especially if they're settled on the likes of U- of Uram and Curran and Lynn and Philippe. So it's going to be interesting to see how people structure their teams heading into the first game week. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, something else um, probably worth talking about here too, Damo, is looking ahead just even initially. So we know that the Heat and Sixers have that first double game week in round one. Then it's straight into Adelaide Strikers, who have a double game week in round two. Also, Brisbane Heat have a bye in round two. So you definitely don't want to be overloading your team full of Heat players because you're going to have some people missing out. So it's going to be a very interesting balance act early. But is there anybody, Adelaide Strikers, round two, double game week, or Melbourne Stars in round three that you're going to be looking at early there, Damo? I've already said that Marcus Stoinis is in my side. And I know you've tried to talk me out of him, but I'm still very, very intrigued by the prospect of Bo Webster. I think he's only he's a bat only in BBL Supercoach, but... I think he may get some bowling overs, and at 100k, who knows, he might have the game of his life in the in the double game week. Yeah, Bo Webster's a really interesting one. Um, I'm not really entirely sure how he's going to fit into the Melbourne Stars lineup at this stage. Uh, obviously, that we know that we, they've lost the likes of uh, Nick Madison, Peter Hanscom, uh, who they've had in previous seasons. But, you know, you'll still see uh, Marcus Stoinis, Nick Larkin up the top order. You've got Glenn Maxwell, Seb Gotch in the lineup. So I think he'll probably slot in around that four to six mark, which does make it a bit awkward uh, for super coach. But you're right, if he does get a couple of bowling overs in, uh, while we might not get that economy rate bonus from him, if he does pick up a couple of cheap wickets, it could prove really uh, valuable given he's only 100,000. So I'll probably be watching, waiting and seeing how he comes off those first two rounds. And if he performs well, then with that round three double game week, could be firmly in my sights, but not initially. Now, you, we, you mentioned um, some players will be missing the first three rounds of the BBL season, but then there's also other potential international impact as well. You're all over this. Did you want to run us through it? Yeah, look, obviously, um, one thing that we do have to take into consideration is international call-ups throughout the BBL season. Uh, obviously, the first initial one that we're going to... Um, see what we've talked about already is the English Lions versus Australia A tour match, which is a scheduled for December 9 through 12, which is in those first three rounds of BBL. Um, we already know that there's one Englishman who's been um, named for the English Lions, who is the new BBL recruit, uh, Tom Abel. Um, so he will be probably missing again. It's whether he gets released early, we'll have to wait and see because uh, uh, even though that game is from the 9th to 12th, a Heat play on the 8th and the 13th. So potentially he plays, but I would say it's likely he doesn't uh, for the first three rounds. And then, of course, the big one is Australia v England, the Ashes. Um, there's going to be a lot of Australian people, uh, Australian cricketers, I should say, that are going to be get caught up that we've seen in previous years. So the likes of Manus Labaskarkny is obviously the big one, 250000 in Supercoach. Definitely not going to be starting him. Um, we may see him later on in the year, but unlikely at this stage. So he's going to be a big heavy no, even though he is going to be one I know people will be looking at because of his uh, output in previous seasons. Uh, the other one um, to take into consideration, South Africa versus India. 
Um, we have uh, obviously seen some South Africans uh, play the BBL as well, so any potential that they may get called up if they get named um, and signed for a BBL side. So there's plenty to watch out in that space. Um, but again, always just to be good across the news that we'll be bringing you. All over it as usual, and I love it. Who's a player that you think might force themselves into your side that you're on the fence about? First one that probably immediately comes to mind is Sean Marsh. Um, obviously, he's in some really good form domestically, and he's priced at a hundred thousand. So again, probably cheap uh, in terms of what he can output for Super Coach. But again, with Renegades not having any double game weeks initially, he may be one that misses out. But if he keeps putting out some of the performance that he is doing domestically, he probably forces his way into my side. I know I've got him in there at the moment, but he has been one that's been in and out, in and out. Given his uh, given his cheap price, I can bring in some, you know, Finch onto the field and then upgrade somebody else to a, an Uber premium. So at the moment, he's definitely one that's uh, fits that bill. What about you, Damo? We've already talked about Bo Webster. He's one for me that is... But then I'm also looking at the likes of a Tim David and also a Usman Kawaja, the likes of all these players that didn't play, haven't played in a while. So Cameron Boyce is every yeah. chance to come back for the Renegades. Good call. And he's 106K, but is he actually going to play? He's someone that we have to really, you know, put our ears is to the ground on and then you've got the likes of Xavier Bartlett who could come in for the heat in in the uh, in place of a Steckity or a Nisa who gets called up to the Australian squads yeah that's exactly right and, and again it's going to be a fluid situation as we get close to round one um, but always good to keep an eye on domestic form shows you who's sort of uh, in form and looking to get those spots in those sides especially if um, numerous players do get caught up in those early tour matches and Ashes squads. Probably also worth um, talking, Damo, how much uh, emphasis should we be putting on double game week players? Would you be looking at somebody like um, a, a, an Edwards who's cheapy, you know, it's a cheap price for sixes, doesn't have that output, but with a double game week, you know, thinking you could get a really big score out of him? Loading up on double game week players can do two things it can either put your score into space or it can be the death of your team so i think you've got to find the right balance going to be really interesting to see how people structure their teams i think i've said that before yeah exactly right and i think um we've mentioned this in our uh, 11 keys article for the herald sun but antipods is something that we've also got to be very aware about in their players do fly under the radar sometimes and we, you really have to be considerate of what they're really bringing to your side. Are they gonna? Are they flying under the radar for a good reason, or are you just trying to get yourself out ahead of the pack by putting somebody that no one else has? Can be detrimental sometimes. Definitely, definitely. Anyway, Azza, we'll touch base with the community again before the season begins. It was good to get a little conversation down about the beginning of this season early and let people know that the game is open and they should go and sign up. This is exactly right. Yes, if you haven't done it already, head over to supercoach.com.au and sign up today. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter for all the latest information, uh, either through the Jock Reynolds Twitter handle or our individual ones at DamoSC and mine is at Azajaw. 